Welcome to Leaders in Conversation, a series of podcasts in which leaders share their inspirational personal leadership stories. In this episode, I'm delighted to be in conversation with Sophie Harvey Sherwood. During the week of International Women's Day, Sophie joined her dad on his Just Running It challenge and dedicated each day to an inspiring woman as part of her Inspiring Women project. Sophie herself is a very inspiring young woman and Just Running It, YouTube Day 68, is dedicated by her dad to Sophie. Welcome, Sophie. Sophie, it would be great for listeners to hear a little bit about who you are. Hi, I'm Sophie Harvey Sherwood. I'm seven years old. Um, once my dad said, how would you like to go out running with me? And I said, okay, I'll give it a try. Um, my first run was 1K up to one and a half, 2K, two and a half, and now I'm at 3K. And I love to cycle as well. Do you? That's amazing. Where do you love to run? Where's your favourite running ground? Um, Just basically round the block. And do you cycle around the same block, Sophie, or do you go far and wide? Well, we go um, to the nature walk and go laps. And I think you yourself were inspired to run by one of the women that you dedicated the Just Running It YouTube too. So tell us about that, the woman that inspired you. Well, it was Courtney DeWalter and she won an award for an 100 mile race. And what was it about her that inspired you, Sophie, apart from her winning the award? Just because how I realised how far she was running, I was like, why don't I give it a go? See if I could run that much one day. (laughs) (laughs) I think you will be able to, Sophie. I think uh, you've made a really good start. And you run with your dad. I think you set him a family challenge to run. How did that come about? Well, um, Dad started running on this Strava and he was like, oh, I'll set myself a challenge to do 10k a day every single day of the year. And then, like, um, he decided that he wanted me to do it. So I just had to say, OK, because I wanted to see what he does and how he runs in, and how he runs on ice. So we spent we spent a lot of time, didn't we, when we started the challenge initially? We'd been running for quite a long time, Annie, during during lockdown. Um, okay. We started last year, um, but at the, the end of the year, we, we had clocked up nearly 2,400 kilometres. So we, we decided that at the start of the year, we were going to take on a bit of a, a running challenge to run 10k every day for the 365 days of, of 2021. And... Mm to try and raise money for, for a, a charity that's quite close to our hearts. Do you want to tell Annie a little bit about who we're raising money for? Daddy's mum um, on Ward 3B on National Children's Hospital. Yeah, so it's a, it's a children's hospital here in Glasgow that, that we've started raising money for throughout the year. And, and Sophie's now, I think you've now ran in the last 12 weeks? No. So, so you've done you've done a pretty good job. Well, it's really lovely to hear that you're running for and raising money for 
the hospital and it being close to your heart and particularly to, to that ward and to that hospital. I love walking. I'm a big fan of the walk and talk and encouraging people to walk together and to have different kind of conversations, side by side conversations and to get to know each other through having conversations while they're walking as part of their working day. Through the running with your dad, how has it changed your relationship with each other? I'll ask you first, Sophie. Well, the running um, part of it is nice. We both like that. But me and my mum are very angry that dad is basically addicted to chess. To chess? Well, I never knew that. (laughs) (laughs) So is that something that you're going to learn to play as well? Yes, I can kind of play it. (laughs) Scott, what about you and your relationship with Sophie? I know you dedicate uh, just running it day 68 to Sophie. It'd be lovely to hear more about how she has inspired you and also how the running has changed your relationship with each other. I think it's been it's been an interesting journey because, like like you said, Annie, we, you encourage uh, people to get out, walk, and talk, and get to know each other. And I think running together has really given us that time as a father and daughter to really talk about things. We've been able to kind of throughout the course of the year, I guess, learn a little bit more about each other whilst we were um, uh, going through the, uh, the sort of running exercise itself, but. In a kind of strange way, I think as adults we lose the the magic that that it is to be a child, and we forget um, how how amazing the world is. And only when you start to run with someone or experience it with someone who's a lot younger do you really appreciate um, all the things that you just miss on a day to day basis. So I think I think it's given me a newfound sense of adventure in a world that I've lived in for my whole life but the other thing that I think has been really inspiring that I never expected is last year when I first started running before we took on this challenge I I struggled to to even do 1500 meters and through the course of several months I was growing the mileage and I was starting to 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 get a little bit further in my distance there was one day where I really really struggled and my run always has a has a bailout point, even though I've never used it. But this day I was very close to taking it and just going home because I was so tired. But Sophie and I have a little motto, don't we? What, what do we say when we run? We keep going. Fantastic. And that that has been something that's always kind of played in my mind whenever things have got tough. And I think through the last year and a bit, lots of people have found lots of things tough. But that's something that I, I think is, is really kept me going. And I said to Dad, I says, right, you're coming this no longer. Eat. Yeah. <laughs> you, do, you, you do, you choose, you never take the easy option anymore, do you? Well, not much. <laughs> Sounds like you really rise to the challenge, Sophie. And that's something which Courtney DeWalter does she keeps going doesn't she i watched a couple of documentaries one long one and one short one of her running i think it was 200 kilometers well my target is to run 10k at the end of the um the year but i'm not sure if i'm going to make it or not 
But well, it it sounds like you're well on the way because earlier you said you'd run three k. So do you say to yourself when you reach that pain point or you feel like giving up, do you say to yourself, we keep going? No, I'm basically like, I don't want to tell the public that I didn't do my full route today. (laughs) Tell Annie about Courtney a little bit. What what did Courtney do? She ran. She's done done a lot of running, didn't she? But you messaged her, didn't you, on, on Instagram? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And what happened? She replied. What did she say to you? She said that you'd done a great job and you were doing an amazing job with all of your running, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was that was very inspiring. We we had a, a had a little moment that was um we didn't expect that from someone who is essentially at the top of, of ultra running, but uh we definitely it definitely meant a lot and um Gave you a little bit more of a G up, didn't it? Yep. I wouldn't have probably gone the longer routes all these times if I hadn't I got that message, you know. Yeah. That's great, isn't it? Because it's that little bit of feedback from her and that you weren't expecting to hear from her that gave you so much encouragement. And like you've just said, Sophie, if you hadn't heard from her, you might not have kept going. So just simply getting a message from her has helped you to keep going which is tremendous. And I suspect your message to her helps her to keep going along with her family and the team who support her. And it sounds like you're doing a pretty good job of supporting each other as a family and as a team. Yes. Dad, what day was it Mummy ran with us? Mummy ran with us uh, a few times on International Women's Day as well, didn't you? Uh, the International Women's Week. And, and oh, did Annie, did you see the one where mum mum was doing the just washing it challenge? I didn't. So is there a just washing it challenge? I need to watch it well. Day whatever whatever of the just washing it challenge. (laughs) I was quite tired of putting the running gear and the washing machine. Just putting in the detergent, pressing the button. We keep going. That was basically it. That's fantastic. (laughs) Well, there's something interesting about the just washing it challenges. For us here in the UK, just washing it is often putting our washing in the washing machine. And uh, I work on a number of leadership development programs and have the privilege of working with leadership teams and individuals like your dad, who I met through work. And on one of these occasions, I had the privilege to hear somebody talking about the work that they'd done, finding out how people wash their clothes and their things worldwide. And actually, more people wash their clothes by hand in rivers and the sea than they do in washing machines. And I don't think I'd ever stop to think about that. And it's a really, it's something that really opened my eyes to the things that we take for granted. So a bit like your dad was talking about running with you, things that, Scott, you said you've taken for granted, that through through sharing an experience with somebody, we can see something in a different way. 
Yes, I was just thinking there when you started to say about it, I was like, people must not have enough money to buy a washing machine because I would never um, dip my dirty dirty clothes in a random river in case I drop them in. (laughs) (laughs) Where we live in the UK, we have washing machines and we do take them for granted. And actually in many places in the world, there is unreliable electricity or there isn't electricity and there aren't washing machines. So the just washing it challenge, the way they, the people do the washing, and it probably is more women than men who do the washing yes, uh, worldwide. I think so. Uh, wash in rivers and or in, in the sea. So it's it's a different a different kind of challenge, but one that they're used to every day. It's something certainly in, in Wood, Wood Mackenzie, as you, as you know, that, that we are very passionate about this uh, energy transition and, and, and our impact on the world. But tell Annie a little bit about your school project with the, the rainforest that you, the, you and the, your classmates put up and what, what did the teachers? No, it's a dinosaurs now, Daddy. It's a dinosaurs now, but remember, tell Annie about your rainforest project. Oh, we were... We were looking about um, the animals who have been extinct and how much the world has um, been littered. Um, and there's all these crazy videos being sent in about how to clean the earth, like mama bear cutlets come clean up the earth and stuff like that. Like, What, what happened to the rainforest that you and all your, your, your school friends built? Well, I'm not sure who done it. We all know the teacher done it just to try and make a point. But... Um, she made it, she cut down all our trees and put like big extinct um, posters and we were, we were all like, that's you! She was just trying to show you that, that, that in the world that happens today, isn't, doesn't it? Like yeah. people cut down rainforests and... If they cut down one of the big main trees, we can all die. We will. And what's great about a company like the one that your dad works for, Savi, is that there's a real commitment to energy transition and to thinking about things in different ways, things, again, that we've taken for granted over the years but haven't really thought about the consequences to us and to the planet over that time. Tell me a bit more about your women's project and how you chose the inspiring women that you did for International Women's Day week. Well, I was looking through my book and I was just picking out like some of my favourites. Um and like um the at last minute I had I think it was Coco Chanel I picked um because I only had um six and there were seven days in a week so we were trying to do it for a week and I only had six so I had to do another one. And what is it about Coco Chanel that really inspires you? Her motto. Tell me her motto. Um women should be who and what they want. Women should be who they want and do what they want to do. Yeah. Lovely. What else about Coco Chanel had had you think she would be a good choice for your Inspiring Women's project? Well, this is um, probably more relation to my mum, but she's got lots of the makeup from Coco Chanel. <laughs> and it's a great motto. And looking good and feeling good is really important, isn't it? 
and and being good. What I love about when you're running with your your dad in uh, the Coco Chanel one, you end it by ca calling out, "Be good!" at the end. And there is something about running and reading about these inspiring women that is really helpful in helping us to feel good about ourselves I think yeah. what about what about the other women Sophie that you chose I think num day 62 this year you dedicate it to Mary Anning a pa paleontologist oh well I recognized her when I saw her in my book and I was like I've done a grammar sheet on her in school <laughs> and what was it about her that how do you choose her? It was that she she was also famous for something else she liked doing, like we liked doing running. Can you remember the name of the book? Great Women Who Changed the World. By Kate Pankhurst. And you weren't sure whether you think she is a relative of somebody else that you chose for your inspiring Emily women's Pankhurst. book. Yeah, so tell me, tell me about why you chose her. Well, because if I was doing this running challenge and how you and have a job of interviewing people, um, we probably wouldn't have been able to do these things just because we were women. So she tried to make a point by jumping in front of the king's horse, not actually meaning to die, but obviously she did. She put herself at risk, didn't she? Yes. And, and so, put herself at risk for. So, so women can do the same thing as men? Because women, women used to get paid less than men um, for their jobs. Women didn't have the vote in those days, Sophie, no. either, did they? Somebody, and um, went to court just for a big problem of um, uh, um, this, the bin men got paid more than a bank manager who was a lady or something. There's quite a lot uh, of discussion about what's known as the gender pay gap and the importance of equality and ending inequality, gender inequality. One of my uh, guests on another of the podcasts is Jill Whitty Collins, and she's written a really interesting book, which you might like to read one day, called Why Men Win at Work. And I encourage you to listen to that podcast because it's really interesting. And you're thinking about Emmeline Pankhurst and what she fought for and where we are now and where we still have to go. And young women like you who are leading the way, which is why I'm so thrilled to have you on this podcast. Mm -hmm. um, I'm thrilled to be on the podcast. <laughs> One of your other choices of inspiring women Day 64, you dedicate it to Courtney DeWalter, who we've spoken about. Um, clearly, you chose her because she inspired you to run. Is she mentioned in the book or did you? how did you come across Courtney? Well, it was one of Dad's, like, when he got into running, he used to search about her, like, almost every day and watch tons of running drills. And I used to go, oh, there's Courtney Dewalter, there's Courtney Dewalter. So I just decided to pick her because me and Dad were so obsessed with her. <laughs> I can see why you would be, because I was absolutely riveted by the documentary of her running. But I was also so impressed by the support 
from the team that she had every step of the way. And it reminded me just how much we do need to support each other and help each other, as you were saying earlier, Scott, to keep going. We keep going. And that setting targets like she did um, re in that race where she came second, but setting herself a target for herself and how she just kept going was so inspiring. Yes. Well, so um, I... me and Dad were watching about, was it Jim Wamsley? Um, um, that, and he was running and he was only about that much time away from winning it. Tiny bit of time. Yeah. yeah. Yes. He's very close to It was like off. five seconds, but he ran. It was like he hurt, he like knocked his shoulder on a gate, and it was like it, it was about like that away from the finish line, and the time stopped, and he was still like back to the finish line. Yeah, Jim Walmsley was trying to break the 100 kilometer world record. And he was he was seconds away from doing it. And we watched it live, didn't we? We mm -hmm. we, we watch we watch Killing we Johnette and Jim no, Walsley. We half, half watching The Voice and half watching <laughs> um, Jim Walsley win. <laughs> it must be so hard to get so close, but then not quite get there. And I think that's something to do. Oh, oh, oh. the only option I get to do it, and now I don't get, I didn't even win it. I was about that away from it. What did we say? We keep going. Exactly. And what's he going to do next? He's probably going to get an next option and try and win it again. Exactly. Exactly. So there's something well, about keeping going, not giving up, and having another go, isn't there? And learning. I mean, that's what inspired me from the Courtney video, which, and I hadn't heard of Courtney DeWalter before you introduced me to her, and I'm really grateful to you both for that. Um, but I was truly inspired by her, you know, taking pleasure from what she'd done, even though she hadn't achieved what she'd set out to originally achieve, that she didn't let that set her back. She kind of accepts there are setbacks and then you kind of pick yourself up again and get going. And having that confidence and self-belief to, to keep going is so important. Are there any women that I've missed apart from yourself? Sophie, but I think there's one other woman that you chose. Do you remember who that was? Mary Seacole. Mary Seacole. Tell us a little about her. She was um, a nurse, I think, wasn't she? Built a cabin and then started nursing soldiers back to life in the war, was it? Yeah, the Korean yeah. War. And what was it about her that had you choose her? Because she people um, thought they couldn't get cured um, and that she couldn't cure anybody. She would always find a way and she would never give up, like say, oh, I can't find a cure for this this person. I'm ju I just have to leave you sick. I'm sorry. Bye. So she was always looking and finding a way of curing people. Even if it took many, many centuries, she would probably, she would always find one. And... I know you dedicated Day 65 to Marie Curie. Oh, yes, we did, we did. Because she, when people had things like measles and things back then that didn't have cures, um, she tried really hard to get them a cure, and she did. She won the Nobel Prize for two different sciences, didn't she? I think physics and chemistry, maybe. I think so. 
she was more of a scientist, I think. Yeah, she was. Who made like medicine? She might be working on the vaccine. Is she still alive? <laughs> That's right. She probably would be, and probably because of her work, we are where we are now, as well. You know, everybody inspiring the next generation of women and men to find ways to keep going, to keep looking for cures, to make the world, the earth and the planet a better place. And also um, what me and my dad are really annoyed about when we're in the car, there's a bit of rubbish, there's a bit of rubbish. And sometimes it makes me think I want to go out with a litter picker and like seriously put all the rubbish in a bundle in the wild and just pick it all out and put it in the bin. Sounds like you've got another challenge there, Sophie. Just picking it up challenge. (laughs) Courtney, in one of the very short 10-minute interviews with her that I watched where she's asked a series of questions, one of the things that really annoys her, Sophie, is litter, rubbish that people inadvertently or not thinkingly drop and or throw into bushes. Well, people say put it in a bin um, and there is no bin, so people basically don't have much else to do. But That's the problem. It's quite it? annoying. They could find a bin and put it in a, or at least take it into their car and put it in a bin when they get home. A very, very good idea. And we need to encourage ourselves and everybody else to do just that, I think. There's a kind of nice link to this, Annie, as well. So I think Sophie mentioned that we are... Um, We've been nominated this year to become the running mayor for Glasgow. We are part of a, a group of 60 or so uh, running mayors across the UK. Um, and, and and actually, there's a, there's a few globally representing uh, parts of America as well. Um, and, and the aim of the sort of programme is to encourage people to use active travel for short commutes uh, or whether it's to run errands and so on and so forth. But one of the initiatives that, that, that one of the, the team members has started is a, a kind of run and letter picking challenge. So okay. every, every weekend groups across the UK are getting together to go out to do their normal running but as they go to just try and clean up the environment Pick a little up bit. the litter when you see them, when have like a big box. How do you run with a litter picking in a box? That's, I'm, sure, I'm sure we can manage. We, we, the, I think the, the key here is what we're trying to do is, uh, across the UK, is not just stop encourage... climate change as well. Not just encourage people to get fit, but to stop climate change, as Sophie said, because it can seem insignificant, but every small little interaction we have with with the world um, can make a massive difference. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that's, that's quite close to our hearts as well. Um, but we've never thought about doing that in our, our Sunday runs because you've been picking up pine cones to count the days that we've been running. Maybe we should do some litter picking when we do it as well. So maybe we should do that together. Yeah, you're counting the litter picking in the box. That's fine, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's that teamwork, isn't it? Working out between you both what you'll do so you'll be picking up the pine cone and spotting the litter your dad can carry the litter picker and the box to put it in and between you you'll do a great job and inspire other people to do it and you said scott you were nominated for this 
Yeah, so we're nominated by by a good friend of ours, uh, Lauren Curry. She is an ours and an of herself and an inspiring woman. But she runs a program called Upfront Global Initiative to get women upfront uh, at conferences and in events where they should be publicly speaking. Because typically, these in these types of events, women are are never uh, evenly represented alongside men. And um, so she nominated us and. Fortunately, hearing our story and the, the the work that Sophie and I have been doing for the the last year, we fortunately got the place to to be the representative for Glasgow. So yeah, it was it was good. It was exciting. What do you most enjoy about everything that you're doing, Sophie? Getting to see the nature and the fresh air when it goes out, and it happens to me when it rains, it kind of cools you down. So whatever the weather, you it's good. Well, snow maybe not, but... <laughs> because you will have had some snow in Glasgow, so you've been running in the snow in the winter, is that right? Well, at the, um, last year I started, like, when it was easing down, and then I just, I was like, ah, Dad, I know how you run in the snow now. Because you began at the beginning of this conversation talking about learning to run on ice, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so you have to learn how to run on in different conditions. Yeah, me and Dad said, I can't wait till we, we can go out in shorts and a T-shirt and, and just run with music on and we're like, oh, it's so nice and warm. <laughs> Do you know what you should tell Annie about? You should tell Annie a little bit about your cycling, especially last weekend and what you're helping me do now. Oh, I cycled 7.11k last week up and down Nature Walk and I was like, right, off we go again, Dad, off we go, off we go, off we go. <laughs> and what were you helping me? Try to do. We were both trying to race each other. That's yeah. really good. And Sophie, what has it been like for you during lockdown? You've been running, you've been cycling. I also do tennis, like tennis, cycling and running. But apart from all that, it's basically I don't like the masks and I don't like having to sanitise constantly and social distance. I'm like, when can I like properly see people? Like... Our auntie and uncle just flew in from America and I can't see them and I'm like, when can we see them? It's hard, isn't it? Yes. What else would you like to share with people who are listening to this conversation, Sophie, that we might not have touched upon yet, that you would really like people to know either about you? Well, just never to give up, um, to keep going, um... And if you get something sore, never give up and have Keep, always have fun. Thank you, Sophie. I've had great fun being in conversation with you and your dad. Thank you to both of you. What would be great to hear is how people can get in touch with you. So fundraising uh, this year, you can find out all the details on justrunningit.com. Um, we've got a, a link to our Just Giving It page. We've got a link to our YouTube channel, which has all of our 106 runs so far on it uh, and and more to come. Um, And it also will take you to our Instagram and Twitter feeds. If you would like to contact me, I'm on AnnieTownend.com, Annie at AnnieTownend.com. And to hear more Leaders in Conversation podcasts, do either go to my website, go to LinkedIn or find me on the platforms that you listen to podcasts on. 
Thank you for listening.